Welcome to episode 10 of the Lucas Granger Leadership Podcast. My name is Alan Stanley, and I'm here alongside Pastor Lucas. How are you doing today, man? Hey, buddy. It is good to be here with you today. That's right. This month, we're going to be talking about five things to help leaders advance. Nice. Five things to help leaders advance. Yes. Uh, so why is it only five things, though? Well, it's only five because the podcast is only 20 minutes long. <laughs> well, that, okay, cause that makes sense, because in my mind, there's a plethora there, Yeah, there's <laughs> a whole things. bunch more, but <laughs> for today, we've got 20 minutes, and so we're just going to talk about five. Okay. Uh, and the, the thing is about these five, truth is we could probably do a podcast on each one of these five things in themselves, um, but for today, we've chosen five. That's what we're going to do. And we actually have a, kind of a little hope for this podcast that as we begin to discuss these things and, and help people advance as a leader, that it will confirm what God is already speaking to you in your life. And so it's not so much revelation, but it is confirmation. All right. So without further ado, yes. what is the first thing? Number one, stop making excuses. Ooh. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. Uh, I remember the song back in the day. There was this band. Uh, the name of the band was Beast, DC Talk. Not BC, but DC Talk. <laughs> it might be BC. <laughs> might, it, they're, they're so old. It really was BC Talk. We're aging ourselves right now. Uh, don't You had that cassette tape. Uh, I did. You did. I literally had that yeah. cassette tape. I'm not, yeah. But there's this song, and there's this line on the song that says, I am the king of excuses. I've got one for every selfish thing I do. And I just remember like being a young man, hearing that song for the first time, hearing them sing that lyric, and just thinking, wow, that is so true of me. Uh, I'm the king of excuses. I've got one for every selfish thing I do. And, and the truth is, we, we get so busy that we begin to throw out excuses all the times of you know, it's responsibilities, it's all the things, it's the, the to-do list that we have that has five million things on it. And uh, next thing you know, all we do is just excuses of why we can't get it done. And it, this is the most obvious thing that keeps us from growing, keeps us from advancing as a leader, but excuses is the thing that we revert to easily every time. Yeah, you know, that reminds me of a scripture verse. It's actually Ecclesiastes 11.4. And the Amplified, it says this, He who watches the wind, waiting for all conditions to be perfect, will not sow seed. And he who looks at the clouds will not reap a harvest. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Ecclesiastes yeah, 11. So basically, you know, what it's saying there is, is if you just wait for everything to be perfect, if you wait for everything to line up, you're going to be waiting forever because it's just not going to happen. Yeah. If you're waiting for the perfect conditions, you're never going to sow any seed. And if you don't sow any seed, you're not going to have any harvest. Right. You know, right. and it's, it's just so the truth that we, we, we oftentimes in our lives, we're waiting for everything to line up for us to be able to step out in faith, to do that new thing. But the thing is, man, that there comes a time when we've got to step out in faith and just sow some seed, sow some seed in the ground. Because if we're not, we're not going to reap a harvest. And we actually can flip that around and even use it with the idea of excuses. So if all we're doing is planting excuses, all we're going to do is reap <laughs> excuses. Right. The very thing that we're planting is what we're going to reap. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, it just seems like there's always going to be a reason or an excuse why you shouldn't do something. Yeah, and often those things could be very good reasons, but 
at the end, just like Ecclesiastes said, listen, all the conditions aren't going to line up. It's not going to be right. We could lay back. We could, we could hang on to our, our excuses. Or we can move forward, reap a harvest, and really make a difference, grow as a leader. Uh, it reminds me of this quote from uh, Craig Rochelle. He said this, uh, you could either make an excuse or you can make a difference, but you can't make both. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Such good. a good quote. You can make an yeah. excuse or you can make a difference, but you can't make both. The choice is yours. All right. So the first thing is we got to stop making excuses. What's the second thing? Number two, stop blaming others. Um, now, I know this kind of goes hand in hand with, with making excuses, uh, but the truth is like this happens so often that it kind of deserved its own category. Um, in college, had this friend that, I mean, just dripping with talent. This guy had skills, uh, musician, just so many talents. Um, but every time he would, he would move in a direction that he was trying to work in, he just never advanced. He, ne- he never grew. He never really got off the ground. His music never took off. Um, nothing really happened. And years later, I'd, I'd follow up with him. We'd have conversations. And he would still be in that same situation. And every time there was a common thread, it was always someone else's fault. It was always someone else's fault that uh, things didn't work out for him. It was always someone else's fault that things weren't moving in his direction. And the truth was, he never really took any ownership of the outcome. He never really owned it and just said, you know, listen, there, this is something that I need to take. But it was always just put in someone else's court. Well, they're the reason why I failed. And so this is the reason why it is what it is. This is an excuse that goes back all the way to creation. <laughs> when we open the scriptures, yep, yep. we look at Genesis and we see this at the very beginning. God's given this commandment, don't eat from this tree. Next thing you know, He's talking to Adam. It's Adam's like, it's her fault. Yeah. <laughs> he is blaming the woman. <laughs> and we still do that today. <laughs> As men, we blame the woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it just kind of reminds me too of just, you know, being in a band and playing and being at rehearsal and, you know, the band's playing and the sound guy's back there and he's and all of a sudden we get done with the song and the band's just like, why? Does it sound so bad? Man, that sound guy is horrible. <laughs> Blame his, the sound, man. His, his mix is, he's not even paying attention. You know, he's, he's back there. What is that guy doing? Yeah. This is the worst we've ever sounded. When in reality, <laughs> the, truth is, <laughs> the truth is, your guitar was out of tune <laughs> and the bass player was off of La La Land yeah. and the drummer thought you were in verse three whenever you were really trying to play the bridge and you're having a train wreck. And the sound man had absolutely nothing to do with it in the first That's place. Right. <laughs> the truth was, it wasn't the sound man at all. Yeah. It was, yeah, the musician. We do it all the time. I actually did this not too long ago. Uh, it was one evening. We were in the kitchen cooking. Uh, I was cooking dinner for, for my family. And uh, my wife uh, handed me the phone. And so I kind of got busy. Next thing you know, I've burnt the chicken. Don't hand a man a phone (laughs) while he's trying to cook some chicken. Yeah. And so I obviously just blamed my wife. Like, babe, you're the reason why I burnt the chicken. Truth was, it wasn't her fault. You know, she she was just trying to help me out. But it was just so much easier for me to shift the blame onto her and, and the reason why this happened rather than own it and take responsibility. So we've got to stop blaming others. Yeah, that's good. Hey, and just to let you know, just to get you off the hook a little bit 
chicken is really hard to cook. It, it, I, it's hard, man. I, I grill that stuff, and I'm always worried I didn't cook it all the way. Anyways, that, anyway, on a side yeah. way. All right, let's get to number three. Number three. What's number three, man? Number three, start playing to win and stop playing to not lose. Please explain. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that there is a huge difference between someone that is playing to win and someone that's playing to just not lose. See, if we're playing to just not lose, what happens is we take this mindset of, all defense of like we're doing everything we can to just not lose, to not allow someone else to score, allow uh, things to not happen in our lives. Whereas if we're playing to win, it takes more of an offensive posture where, now listen, if we're going to win at this thing, if we're going to move and advance in this thing, that means we're going to have to score. We're going to have to make some baskets. We're going to have to put the ball through the hoop uh, and not just not let the other team score. And we're so guilty of this defensive posture. And the truth is, like, the kingdom of God is advancing. And we need, we need to, to take more ground and get off of not just, not that you don't play defense, but that you also have a really good offensive strategy. Yeah. You got to take some risk in, in leadership to you do. To, to do it, you know? You do. You, to play to win, you got to risk some stuff. You got to get yeah. yourself into some, you gotta go all some in. hairy situations to uh, you know to and see what happens. You know? Yeah, and you can't you can't just play as if uh, my goal is to to not be last. You know, right? No, like let's play to win. I remember this uh, Seinfeld episode actually, where uh, Jerry Seinfeld was uh, talking to George of the group, and he said, "Man, I'm even, Steven. He's like, no matter what I do, I always break even. Yeah. You know, I think in the episode he throws a twenty dollar bill out the window, and then like ten minutes later he finds another twenty dollar bill in his pocket. It's like, <laughs> you know, ooh, yeah. And it's wow, we celebrate. And I think this whole life of just breaking even. Like, no, man, let's get on the posture of offense. Let's move forward. Now, I don't want to diminish the idea. Sometimes the goal is to break even, <laughs> right, you know, right. I mean, that, that, that could be a very good goal. If you're just starting a new company, you're just starting a new business, you're taking steps of faith and you're saying, Hey, look, first profit uh, margins of this new company that man, we could break even in our first year. That would be huge. Right now, if the company has been alive for 10 years, 15 years, and your goal is still to break even, you might need to rethink your strategy, right? <laughs> you're not playing to win. You're playing to not lose. And there's a big problem with that. You're on the defense, and you need to get on the offense. Yeah, and I don't. When, when I think about this, I think about playing Texas Hold'em poker. Like, you can play to not lose yeah. and stay in the game for a long time, but it is not a winning strategy. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. Yeah, you've got to play to win, and that means you're going to have to risk some some stuff. You got to you got to bluff, or you got to go all in on some hands, you know, and and to be able to come through with a win. And it's the know? same way with our leadership. Yep. That's good. So we got to start playing to win and stop playing to not lose. And the number four thing. Uh, the fourth thing is start leading beyond your capacity. We have got to put our situa- ourselves in situations in which we stretch ourselves. As leaders, it's so easy to get into a spot where we get into a rhythm that we're comfortable with and we just kind of begin to do what we've always done. 
when the truth is the sweet spot for leadership is to get to that place where you're stretched just a little bit out of your comfort zone. Not where you're like always stretched way out of your comfort zone. Like that leads to fatigue and like burnout. Mm -hmm. But the sweet spot really is where you're just a little bit out of your comfort zone and you got to do things that stretch you, that challenge you, that make you sweat a little bit. You know, like, man, I don't know if this is going to work out. And that's really where we want to do, where we want to be, where we want to lead at, where it's just a little bit beyond our capacity. Yeah, you know, Lucas, um, just the things that I've learned about leadership is, you know, to grow as a leader, you have to go out there and lead. Yeah. You actually have to go and do something and lead something up. Yeah. yeah. You can learn and you can read as many books as you want to read about leadership. You, you can, can listen take, to the podcast. You can listen to this <laughs> podcast. You can uh, go and take classes on leadership. But for me, at least, getting oh, yeah. out there and actually leading is whenever you are really stretched and I really grow as a leader. That's the truth. There is no substitute in the action. There's no substitute for being there to taste it, to feel it, to smell it. I mean, there you can't pick it up uh, anywhere else. And so you've got to do it. Just I was challenged just this last uh, week where I was speaking at this conference, and part of the part of the conference they asked me to speak uh, a message, but I only had nine minutes to do it. And I thought to myself, man, you know, I've Every time I speak, I usually have about 35, 40 minutes to, to, to bring a message. But now the challenge is a little bit different. And you would think, oh, it'd be so much easier. It's only nine minutes. It's not 35 minutes. But it actually proved to be pretty challenging. Of like, how am I going to formulate this message, this idea, and concentrate it down to its absolute core in right. just nine minutes? And so it did. It stretched me as a leader. It stretched me as a speaker, as a communicator, as a pastor. And uh, it found, I found myself leading in an area that was a little bit beyond my capacity. And I, I think at the end of the day, it made me better for having done it. So moving on now to the fifth and final thing. Number five, develop a learner's mentality. Now, when we were writing this, I, I thought, I don't know if there's a better word for learners. There probably is. But this ain't the how to be grammatically correct podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Thank, thank God. <laughs> the leadership podcast. So, so it's, but the whole idea of developing this teachable mentality, this learning mentality that we're always advancing, there's continual improvement, um, I think is core uh, to advancing in our leadership. Um, there's an old John Maxwell quote that says this, your attitude will determine your altitude. And that's good. Right there. As we go on in life, I mean, this just proves to be true time and time again. Often it's an attitude that will help us advance and improve and move on or will keep us down, keep us low, keep us blaming others, keep us having more and more excuses. Because the truth is a good leader can learn from any experience, not just the successes, but also learning from our failures. Uh, There's this verse of scripture in Philippians where Paul is writing a letter to the church And in chapter 3, he gives this list of just some of his accomplishments, all of the things he's done. But then he sums it up by saying, like, all of this, everything I've done, I count as lost. He says, I forget those things which are behind. I I look forward at those things which are ahead. I press into the high call of that in Jesus Christ. He hasn't arrived on his journey. He's still a work in progress. He's still in motion. He is forgetting everything behind. So it's like he's saying, 
not even just past failures, but even past success. All of that thing happened yesterday. I'm moving on today with Christ. He's, he's pressing in. He's moving on. He has that idea of continual improvement. Listen, he, he's like, I'm the Pharisee of the Pharisees, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He has done all of these things, and yet he hasn't said, this is it. I'm arrived. I, I can now stop. No, he has this idea of, listen, let's, let's continue to learn, stay teachable, Let's look ahead. Let's press in. Let's play to win. And he sums it up. He says this, you could even pattern your life after mine. And I just thought, man, wow, what a statement to make. That he, He's writing this letter to a, a group of people and say, listen, all of these things that you've seen and heard and heard me talk about, you could pattern your life after mine. And one of the key patterns to my life is, listen, I forget what's behind and I look forward to what's ahead because there's better days ahead of us. And so as a leader, like if you think that your best days are behind you, that is like hole number one in the grave that you're digging. <laughs> like, no, your best days are still to come. That's good. That's real good. So let's just recap real quick on these five things. Number one is we've got to, as leaders, stop making excuses for why we can't lead or why we can't do yeah. the thing that uh, God has put in our heart to do. Yep. Um, number two, we got to stop blaming other people. It's not their fault. It's our fault. <laughs> yeah. We got to take ownership in that. And we got yeah, to take personal responsibility. Forward. Yep. Number three, we got to play to rent, win. We got to play to win. We got to take some risk. We got to get out there and do it. Four, start leading beyond your capacity. The best way to learn to lead is to get out there and, and lead. lead. You got to do it. All right. And then the last thing, you know, we got to develop a learner slash teachable mentality. We got to learn from every experience that we step out in and uh, everything that we lead and touch and from other leaders. Absolutely. Um, we got to be hungry for that. We got to read the books and take the classes, but you, there is no substitute for getting out there and doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And like we said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, we could have kept going with this. There's a lot more things, but these were just five that you know, we kind of felt like God put on our heart. And we said, we hope that even as you were listening to this podcast, that you heard these five things, that maybe one or two or three, or maybe there was just one that really stuck out that God's been really dealing with you about, whether it's been, you you, you just say, Lucas, yeah, I've just been making excuses or I've, I've not really been playing to win. Whatever it is, we hope that there would just be this moment in which you said, okay, this is it, lying in the sand. I'm not going to do this anymore. Jesus, I need your help. Let's move forward. Let's advance. We're not making any excuses anymore. We're not blaming others anymore. We're going to play to win. We're going to get out there. We're going to step out in faith. We're going to lead, and we're going to keep that humble attitude. If we do that, I think the recipe is, man, we are going to advance as leaders. Well, Pastor Lucas, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you for all those people out there that are listening in. Hey, so that's this month's episode of the Lucas Granger Leadership Podcast. If you like what you just heard, please take a moment to subscribe, to rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Listen, by doing this, you're going to help us reach and equip more and more leaders just like you. Now, don't forget to join us next month for another great episode. We'll be right here. We will see you then. Grace and peace. Peace.